Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. My voice is coming back. I'm getting better. Thanks for your prayers and your support. Jesse won't be here today. He'll be back tomorrow. But my good friend, Father Charles Murr, for the last 30 years, this priest has been on fire for the faith. He's done such great research for Holy Mother, the Church. We've got a great show lined up, and it's going to be positive. I know. I mean, I love telling you about a priest friend of mine who uh, had a brain tumor. We talked about him on the radio back in 18, 2018. And he said, I'm going to offer up my sufferings for <clears throat> all the evils that are going on in the church today. <clears throat> well, he went to Lourdes, France, and he was healed completely of his brain tumor. I'll tell you more about that later. We're also going <clears> to <throat> talk about, just so much to talk about, as <clears throat> the German bishop's president rebu- rebukes Pope Francis for criticism of the synodal way. Interesting uh, way of criticizing him, something that he set up himself. And then uh, one of the cardinals, Cardinal McElroy from San Diego, <coughs> he has a theology on the synodal essay. Very controversial. He's dealing with the controversy of saying that we're inclusive to everyone, so everybody can receive Holy Communion. You can't bide anybody from that. But that's an error, and so that's unfortunate. Also, uh, we got well, we got so much more to talk about. But I also want to uh, give you that Bishop Strickland's hour I'm doing today. He's going to be talking about the, uh, and we'll mention it that Bishop Strickland is urging the Vatican to refute President Biden's claim that the Pope doesn't oppose taxpayer-funded abortions. This was just a couple days ago. What I love about Bishop Strickland is he just. He will comment on things right away. I'm sure he tells me he prays about it, but the fact that he speaks up for the truth, especially for the unborn, I wish we had more bishops like him. Also, we're going to get into Father uh, Father Jerry Murray, who I've known since he was a young priest 40 years ago and from the Archdiocese of New York. And I think he really does a good service to the church because he calls out this idea that uh, even the Holy Father is saying that People have to undergo a conversion for those who want to commit sodomy. And Bishop uh, Father, uh, Father Murray says, not the bishops who are telling them this is a sin, it's wrong. And the state, state should not legitimize homosexuality. And so he's going to, I think, do it in a very charitable way because he realizes everything is done for the salvation of souls. And so we've got more and more stuff to talk about, but I see that my good friend Father Murr is with us. Father Murr, Thanks for taking time to be with us on the Terry and Jesse show. Thank you for having me, Terry, as always. Thank you. And Father, there's a statement I love to use now. Uh, you cannot have love at the expense of truth. I love that statement. I, I, I thought that made sense to me because we're going to be talking about so-called love, what they call homosexual marriages. That's not love because it, it, it's abusing the truth of uh, the dignity of each of those people. All right, one more good-to-know file. Catholic school students kicked out of the Smithsonian Museum. What? What did they say? Oh, I hope they didn't use bad language or something. No, they had pro-life beanies on. Can't do that. So, I mean, give me a break, all right? Now, we got so much on this show, we'll never get to it all. We also have Tim Gordon, our good friend, coming on after the second segment. Uh, He's going to tell his story of a sad story that the media is just taking him off and and p- causing him a lot of havoc, but I'll let him tell his story because I want people to support him because I think 
We need more voices out there, not less. But before we get to all of these stories I just mentioned, boy, am I getting hit with my text right now from everybody. Uh, I want to read, have the gospel of today's mass being read by Father Charles Murr, and then get a little commentary. And then I have the Fulton Sheen quote that I think is appropriate for us today. So, Father Murr, it's the gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verse 1 to 20. You know what, Terry? I'll read it. I'm I'm unprepared. I don't have it here. Would you read it? Yeah, you know what I love about Father Murr? He, he's, he's what just, do you love about him? Yeah, Tell one me. thing, one thing. The dude is honest about, you know what? I don't have it in front of me. Okay, well, I'll read it, and then you give the commentary. So a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory and, to you, O Lord. Glory to you, O Lord. On another occasion, Jesus <clears throat> began to teach by the sea. A very large crowd gathered around him so that he got into the boat on the other on the on the sea and sat down and the whole crowd was beside the sea on land can you picture that everybody yeah I can and he taught them at length in parables and in the course of his instructions he said to them hear this a sower went out to sow and he the sower, some seed fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once, but because the soil was not deep, and it was, and when the sun rose, it was scorched and withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it produced no grain. And some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit. It came up and grew and yielded 30, 60, and a hundredfold. He added, whoever has ears to hear ought to hear. And when he was alone, those present along with the twelve questioned him about the parable. He answered them, the mystery of the kingdom of God has been granted to you. But to those outside, everything comes in parables so that they may look and see, but not perceive, and hear and listen, but not understand, in order that they may not be converted and be forgiven. Jesus said to them, do you not understand this parable? Then how will you understand any of the parables? The sower sows the word. Those are the ones in the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear, Satan comes to at once and takes away the sword sown in them. And those are the ones sown on rocky ground who, when they hear the word, receive it at once with joy. But they have no roots. They last only for a time. Then when the tribulation and persecution comes, because of the word, they quickly fall away. Those sown among thorns are another sort. They are the people who hear the word, but worldly anxieties, the lure of riches, and the craving for other things intrude and choke the word, and it becomes no fruit. But those who sow on rich soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, and 100-fold. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
Father, I know he's explaining the parable, but man, this is, he's really hitting hard here, laying it out. Either accept you know, it or reject it. When I was, when I was hearing this, when I was listening to, to yeah. you read it, I was just remembering the very first time that I heard that gospel. Wow, the I got to hear this. Yeah. And I remember, I remember it pretty well. Reaction, huh? It was, it, it was either in second or third grade. Oh, my. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. Way back. But I remember, I remember getting the impression that the seed that fell on, on rock and the seed that fell uh, uh, on, and, on topsoil and was eaten by the birds and the seed that fell among the thorns yeah. and was choked. I thought those were the minority. Oh, I really I heard it that all oh, those poor people they're they're not with they're not with the with the rest of us at the at the end they're not going to make it to the end mm-hmm. those poor people sure when, and when I'm when I'm hearing it today and yep. what I'm seeing today and what I've been seeing for for decades yes it's it's exactly the contrary exactly, <laughs> exactly the, yes contrary. yes you well, yeah. the few the few the few the remnant at the end. You know? It seems that, and, and you know, the Bible is very clear about that, uh, and, I, and it seems kind of ironic that today we live in a church where so many of us in the church think everyone is saved. Well, I think I think everyone's going to have a big surprise. Yeah, well, the, we call it the exit interview and global warming. You get it? Huh? Global <laughs> warming. Oh, my goodness. Father, oh, yeah. um, I'm going to bring in Bishop Sheen, the smartest guy into the room, because we got just a minute before we break. Let's bring him in. Mr. Full Sheen ahead. And I like what he has to say. He says, no man can be happy on the outside who is already unhappy on the inside. If a sense of guilt weighs down the soul, no amount of pleasure on the outside can compensate for the loss of joy on the inside. Father Murr, you've been a priest for decades. Haven't you run into people who come to you when, you know, this is in a confessional, they come for counseling and they go, you know what? I'm successful in my business. I make a lot of money. I have all these things that I have, but I'm not happy. And I and it's because I'm living a double life. I've run into people telling me that. Have oftentimes, you? Yes, oftentimes. Yes. Well, I think that that's pretty common in our culture now because we want to get distracted by either uh, an exorbitant amount of sports, entertainment, pleasure, and we forget about what's really important. I I have a couple hundred funerals a a year here at our chapel, and boy, have I run into people singing songs that was they take the casket out. The saddest song I hear several times a year is "I Did It My Way," Frank Sinatra. I and, I really believe I really believe that I did it my way. You know, you remember Dante puts over, course, over the streets of hell, yeah, abandoned abandoned hope, abandoned all hope, ye who enter here. Yes, I really. I really believe that the modern day gate says I did it my way. I love it. Oh, great comment. When we come back, Tim Tim Gordon will be with us to tell us an update with him. And much more. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Jones Murr is my guest. And we'll be back with more. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. I'm expecting to get Tim Gordon on our line. Father Murr, I'm going to give a question. Uh, what uh, this is off? This is like like popcorn in the sense of a Q and Q and A question. What state? What uh, country has the highest 
participation in going to Mass, what percentage of people go to Catholics that are going to Mass? And here's the answer. <clears throat> it's Nigeria, where the church is under persecution. Isn't that interesting? 94% yeah. of baptized Catholics show up for Mass on Sunday. And, and this is a country where the Muslims are just, you know, taking priests, they're, they're, they're um, <clears throat> taking people and, uh, you know, cutting their heads off, they're doing all kinds of horrible things. But it's just, it's just kind of interesting to me that, uh, and then the second highest is also in Africa. And it seems like these African countries, Father, with all due respect to America and Western Europe, <clears throat> they actually believe in the moral teachings of the church, unlike Europe or America. Am I onto something? I think you're onto a lot, uh, but here's here's the deal. Yeah, those those Africans. I remember 1975 mm -hmm. was the holy year in yes. Rome, yep. and I was in charge of I was in charge of uh, of uh, of a whole college of, of receiving these people for for uh, the entire summer months for mm -hmm. that holy year. Sure. Incredible. The people that came from Nigeria yeah. were amazing. Yeah, <laughs> they were amazing. I've never seen anything like yeah. it. Well, I've had the same. Joyful, they were absolutely fantastic. I had the same experience. What, what they had, I'll tell you what they had yeah. that, that that we're we're missing. What's that? They were converted to the faith, <laughs> and their their grandparents were, and their parents were. These are still people who are alive for this intergenerational dialogue. Yeah, and they understand it. They were converted to the faith by men, especially these priests who believed that they had to be baptized to be saved. Yeah. And they were zealous, zealous missionaries. Amen. Uh, do you remember, do you remember not, not long ago, we had a, we heard a missionary who was a great friend of, uh, of, uh, of Pope Francis, I think. Yeah. Who was very proud, who was very yeah, proud. South America. Yeah. Yeah. For 40 years, he had never baptized anybody. And yeah. he, that was to his credit. Yeah. That's brutal. <laughs> Father Murr, I think yeah. I just see Tim Gordon, our good friend coming on. I want to. Hello, Tim, Tim Gordon. Yeah. Tim. Hello. God love you, How brother. You We're blessed by the best. And when I heard what happened to you yesterday, my first reaction is get on the phone, call the dude and say, hey, you know, um, we want to support what you're doing. So why don't you let our listeners know what happened and how they can support you and your ministry? Okay, well, God, God bless you, Terry. It's always good to see you. Father, yeah. Father, hi. Happy to see you. Greetings. How are you doing, Tim? Tim. You've had better days, right? I have. I, I've, also, I've also had worse. There, you know, it's a confusing situation. So yeah. lots of folks out there know that when you crowdsource, yeah. when you do what we do through Patreon, they're yeah. extremely woke. And there's always this uh, sort of Damocles looming over your head. Yeah. You know, they, right. they could cancel me now. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, around lunchtime here yeah. in the yeah. Central Standard Time, I received an email, uh, a couple email, an email or a couple emails. I'm still kind of rattled from what happened. Yeah. And it informed me that my account had been suspended. You want to be very careful of how you characterize these things because yeah. suspended, What's removed. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I, I think I've said both. It was suspended. Yeah. And they said it's suspended because of at least three of your videos. And the three videos all had to do with uh, James Martin and his and or his yeah. uh, philosophy within the church, her, his heretical philosophy, yep. that, that yep. particular topic. Sure. And I don't usually talk carefully like this, but I've, I'm, I'm doing it when I go on other people's channel because I don't want what happened to me to happen to you. Oh, God bless you. And, 
Yeah. So and and particularly as it's been in the news with regard to Pope Francis saying decriminalize this. Yeah. You know, I get it. Don't don't judge that. So they said, look, if you take down these three videos and others, presumably on the same topic, yeah. then we will remove the suspension. Wow. And I, I wrote them back and on air yesterday on my show. Yeah. I read what I was what I had written back and I clicked send on air. So I was taking it as a total removal. I couldn't get my money. It was January the 31st, last day of the month. So I thought it was very strategic. And I think it was. Um, I basically called them some names and I said, well, I know you're not used to hearing this. You're used to compliance, but I am not a comply guy. So (laughs) I called them some names and I said, ta-ta, I'll I'll replace you. I'll get crowdfunding somewhere else, which I'm doing. You can do it on my website at timothyjgordon.com. Click click donate if you want to help me. Um, And this morning, I was very shocked to see an email in my inbox that said that they had dis- I don't know why they did this. They had decided not to do the suspension. They're at least going to give the rightful February dollars. It's like a February 1st, February 2nd payday. Mm-hmm. And um, they still want, they're still leveling the ultimatum. And I'm like, see my last email is what I'm going to write to them soon. See my last email. We'll see if I get the February dollars. But the point is, this is the Leviathan that we're all dealing with, Jesse. It's almost impossible to characterize. Are you suspended? Are you yep. canceled? Have they removed your page? Can I correspond with my patrons anymore? I have been corresponding with my patrons, but I thought that ability would be gone this morning. I was very confused yesterday. And uh, well, it's a confusing situation when the Leviathan beats up on Christians like this. And that's what it is. Sure. Well, and again, people can support you by going to your website, correct? Why don't you give that? Well, so Timothy, timothyjgordon.com, just click donate. Yeah. And, and you can you can even do a monthly, you can do a one-time thing. Yeah. Very, very, very nice, largesse. Mm-hmm. I'm blessed to have it. Or you can do a monthly thing, which Good. substitutes for what Patreon does, which is really a monthly thing. Even if it's just three bucks a month, yeah. then it becomes a rollover yeah. provision. Yeah. Tim, I'm going to keep you on just for another minute because I, I want to get you and both Father Murr's comment regarding something that Bishop Joseph Strickland did uh, just recently. And again, it's for clarity purposes. I do a show every week with Bishop Strickland, and he consistently speaks out for the truth, even when officials high in the in the Vatican say things that are just not right. He calls them out. Well, here's the headline. Bishop Strickland urges Vatican to refute President Biden's claim that the Pope doesn't oppose taxpayer-funded abortions. Uh, Bishop Strickland says Mr. Biden cannot be allowed to say things like this when uh, it needs to be corrected. If that was said, that's just not right. So I wanted to ask your take because you, you, you've been in the battle for years. Uh, does it seem refreshing for you to hear bishops who will actually uh, say things that most other bishops will not even comment on? Tim, first. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, look, I I wish that we lived in a world yeah. where I had to, by the force of reason, disbelieve President Biden. I, I'm not saying this is correct. Right. We need to wait and see what shakes out. Yep. But for the the Francis pontificates, I know I know Father Murray is probably going to give a, a a slightly different answer, and he'll give 
a good uh, iteration, you know, other iteration of the answer. But I'll, I will say you this. Think, you think so, huh? <laughs> well, maybe not. Maybe yeah, not. Really. But, but, I mean, we Go should ahead. all yeah. condemn Biden, of, of course. course. And I, yeah. I so I, my emphasis and some folks will get sensitive and ask me, why is my emphasis on the pope? Well, we have a much higher standard for the pope. And the do. fact of the matter is he has implemented whether it's uh, Jeffrey Sachs yeah. or, or Ban Ki-moon right. or Eugenio Scalfari, who's yep. the Repu yep. La Repubblica's former editor, who was like 96-year-old Marxist, yep. or um, there's some other people. Oh, oh, yeah, he's spoken through even the current Relator General of the Synod, Cardinal Harlerick. He lets them say radical things. Right. He doesn't repudiate them. Right. And so they're just this voice piece. This is an old Marxist trick. This is what the Soviets would do. That's right. It's part of incrementalization. So I I believe President Biden. That's not to say I'm sure, but I'm. This is how he's operating. Surprise me. Yeah, Tim. Thank you for that thought, Father Father Murr, What are your take? What's your take on this uh, question about? Uh, here's 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 where I'm going to disagree with Tim. Good. We all can right? agree. Yeah, to disagree. He said that he said that I was going to have a different take than his, and he's wrong. <laughs> he's yeah. absolutely wrong. I agree 100%. You can't have somebody who is in charge of, of Christ's church speaking in ambiguity. That's constant, Constantly, constantly, and causing utter chaos and confusion. I agree. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. Well I said. agree, Tim. Yeah, well said. I agree. Sorry, Father. Tim, before we go, <laughs> I just want people getting back to supporting your ministry. TimGordon.com. Is that the website? It's uh, timothyjgordon.com, and you can click donate. And also, we have classes on there, yeah, online classes. That. Those are good. Go ahead. Tell us about that. We help people homeschool. Good. I mean, this is this is turned. It's not really one of the main things I set out to do, but it's mm -hmm. become one of the primary mission goals is being able to teach people how to homeschool. You don't really need curric homeschool curriculum, sort of a contradiction in terms. Yeah. I teach you how to do it in a way that's organized, but organic awesome. timothyjgordon.com there's yeah. a bunch of classes that can be used toward that end all right Thank well you. tim keep us in the loop on what's going on in the future it sounds like there is some ambiguity talking about ambiguity with your situation but let's uh, let's keep in touch and i thank you for taking the time to tell our listeners how they can support what you're doing because we're all in we're all in it together we uh we have our goal and that is the salvation of souls as bishop sheen says if souls are saved everything is saved if souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. So thanks for your your fight, uh, what you're doing to fight for the truth. Can I, can I, just, can I just jump in before Absolutely. you sign off? Yes. I have before me two outstanding laymen. <laughs> I've, I've, I've watched both of you for years and listened to both of you for years. Uh, your programs are fantastic. They're informative. They're, it's an education listening to you. Uh, Tim, I've listened to your programs, and I'm going to tell you something. We both we both graduated from the from the same school. We both have the same alma mater with the Gregorian. Uh oh, I, I thought I knew that about you. Yeah, I thought I knew. <laughs> That's cute. Thank you, Father. But you I can't believe, believe I can't believe how unscathed you got out. It's incredible! <laughs> it's incredible! I, was... I congratulate you. A clear thinker, both of oh. you are. And you know oh. what? I thank God also for the two of you being alive right now in this this uh, this genre of communication with with videos with uh, with blogs with with everything you can do on the internet it's fantastic it's fantastic if the 12 apostles had what the two of you have at your disposal and if we had just 10 more of you they're out there 
we could change the world. And I'm hoping that we will. I congratulate both of you. Well, God bless Thank you, you so much. Father, thank you so and, much. And I think Tim would say this, because I'll say it. Any good that we do comes from God, and we thank him for it. Gifts have been given to Tim, and he's utilizing them. He's not hiding them. And he's sharing that, whether it's the homeschooling or teaching people uh, about the faith. So, Tim, I, I, like I said, I've been with you for years also watching you. Even when you were in Bakersfield, as a, I think we brought you to some of our men's conferences with your yeah. whole family. I mean, I want to... Uh, I love you have a also you have a special needs child also that you need to take care of. So again, I want people to support what you're doing because you could, you know, say, okay, I'm done, but you're not gonna do that. I know that. So thanks so much again, Tim. Thank you too so much. You got you, you, Terry, you've been a great friend and uh, Father Murr, it's it's an honor to meet you and thanks for the time. Mine, mine completely mine. I mean that. All right. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse show. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with Father Charles Murr. After a short break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Father Charles Murr is my guest. Father, I know a lot of our listeners have read several of your books. Now, I always have to push you to push your books because I'm, I think I'm your big salesman here. But I want to... Uh, can you give us an update on your latest book and what's going on with that and how people can get it? You know why you have to push, keep pushing me, Terry, because I'm, I'm so incredibly humble. <laughs> and it's, it's, That's funny. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. The, the, first of all, let me, let me just share yeah. this with you. Sure. I got a, a beautiful letter from, from uh, Roberto De Mattei. Famous man. Uh, last week who, uh, who offers to uh, write the introduction, uh, rewrite the introduction to the book and write the introduction for the Italian version that's coming out. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm very excited about that. He's a, he's a great man and uh, uh, with great principles. And he said, there were, there were a few people out there when I wrote that book, Murder in the 33rd Degree. Mm -hmm. I wrote that book. It was, it was an honest uh, recall memoir of exactly what happened yeah I, I called my memory and went through that for years before yep. i published it yes and there were people out there who said no that's not true that didn't happen this didn't happen he didn't say that i said excuse me it was all true the problem is i'm practically the last man standing that's right Everybody else in, is in, in the whole thing. So, yep. right but i got a, a letter from from professor de Mattei from rome yep who said uh, if you will permit me to read to write your introduction for the Italian version, wow, big news! I, I knew he said I know I knew Cardinal Gagnon and I knew Monsignor Mario Marini personally. Wow! And I and I can vouch for what you wrote. What you wrote that's exactly what they said. That was Incredible. their. That was their. Those were, those were their uh, their principles. They they stood on those, and that's exactly what they believed and said. Oh. So I said, I said, that's wonderful. So I finally, I, for what it's worth, I, 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 the, the greatest witness in the world found me. I didn't find him. Yeah, no, so it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's great. And the book is, the book is selling uh, very well. Good. Very well. There's a, there's also a, 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 a crew Buenos Aires coming, uh, coming here to see me, uh, a, a, a film crew. Okay. Of five people. Buenos Aires from television in, yep. in Argentina. Awesome. To do a program exactly on the on this book. 
And uh, I think they're trying, I think they're trying to connect it to, uh, to a, a possible cause or do a link to the election of Papa Bergoglio. Wow. Uh, because of because of because of what happened yes. during those conflicts. Anyway, so it's it's exciting. It's exciting. It's uh, it's good. Uh, Father Murray, you uh, know Father Gerald Murray, the priest from New York. I think correct. One of the one of the finest priests yeah. in the United well, States. Well, well, his mind is he's got a, a really good mind. I mean, his good friend Father uh, Avila is another guy that I knew quite well, and he also had a, a just a beautiful mind for the faith and a love for the church. Well, <clears throat> Father Murray on Thursday did something that I, I think was probably difficult to do, but he did it with charity, I thought. I watched it on the Raymond Royal show on Thursday of last week. And he basically was criticizing Pope Francis's comments on homosexuality and the African bishops. Um, and basically, I'm going to read a little bit of this, because uh, he is a renowned canon lawyer, Father Murray. And uh, he, he's the priest of the Diocese of Archdiocese of, Law of New York. And um, he's basically saying that it's clearly taught in the Bible that natural law, that sodomy is a mortal sin, the New York priest said. <clears throat> Anti-sodomy laws aim to deter sin and protect the public morals, he noted, invoking the destruction of sodomy. He's giving a very biblical-rooted answer to this question. Uh, and he said, now laws against sodomy are designed to warn people not to commit the sin and to protect society. If that sin were tolerated, it might become more widespread, he explained. And again, he talked about Sodom and Gomorrah. Rather than attacking such laws, Francis should be saying laws that lead people into sin should never become a law. He said it in so few words, Father Charles. It's the absolute truth. It's the absolute truth. He He's exactly right. Yeah. Now, I mean, you, you, don't, you don't need you don't need me, me to tell you that he was exactly right. He was, but you know, he quoted yeah. the 1992 CDF Congregation of the Doctrine of Faith uh, document that there is no right to homosexuality, which therefore should not form the basis for judicial claims. Adding that governments should not make homosexual orientation a protected class like sex or race. This is very clear. We talked a little bit about ambiguity in the church today. This is another example. We pray for Pope Francis because he is the vigor of Christ. I know he doesn't like that title, but he's not the superior of Christ. So he has to adhere to the perennial teachings of the church. And I know that people like Father Charles Murr, uh, you know, for him to come out and speak like this, I'm sure there will be some finger pointing at him saying, who, who, who oh, are you to do that? You know? sure. And it I, know that, I know that Father um, James Martin went already uh, attacked Father Murr, and uh, that makes sense. But it's just to me, Father Charles, is, it's, it's really re refreshing for a layman to see someone dressed like you, a priest, who just says, wait a minute, this isn't right. And the salvation of souls could be misled. So are we willing to take a little bit of risk of our own vocation, and I, I won't get into you, but there's one thing you did many decades ago that also cost you a lot because you wouldn't allow certain things going on in your parish. I'm not bringing it up right now. I'm just saying you and Father Murray have something in common, and that is when the truth is being violated, you will speak up. Am I onto something? 
you, you have to. You, you have to. Or 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 what are who or who and what are you? Yeah, what's your who and what are you? I don't know. Look, let me let me just let me just say something too, Terry, to that to the whole argument. As okay. When I when I say argument, I'm talking in a philosophical yeah, sense right. to the whole discussion, right? Right. Uh, let me say this: there is a proper distinction, and Father Father Murray is one of the finest priests yeah. you will ever find anywhere. Yeah, let me just tell you a little story about him. Just yeah, a, I want to hear a good story about him. Because go ahead. Uh, he they they sent him to Rome. He's he's got a he's got a very gifted mind. Yes. And they saw that, and they sent him to Rome, and he finished a doctorate in canon law, which is no easy accomplishment. Okay, it's 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 really not. He did it. He did it. He finished, and he came back to New York. Uh, this was the the star pupil is now returning. Yeah. Right. Well, but he he didn't return with 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 an arrogance or a, or a pride. Yeah. Like so, like so many who have much less do. Yeah. Right? Yes. He was. He's all, he's a very humble man. Very very frank. Very truthful. Yeah. He's a good friend. Yes. And he's very and 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 together with priests. Uh, at, at a party or or, or or what have you for Christmas, he's he's delightful. I mean, he's, this is a, this is a just a just a guy, a, a good guy. Anyway, they put him immediately on the marriage tribunal to judge marriages. I remember this. Marriage, yeah, this is a good. Right? Yep. Well, much to his credit, he said, "Just a minute, we can't be annulling this marriage and this marriage and this marriage just because." This is turning into Catholic divorce. Uh, so here are the norms for uh, an annulment. We follow those norms and then we're fine. Yeah. Well, they got angry with him because he wasn't annulling enough marriages. Exactly. And he said, he said, well, I, he said, I'm sorry. I, I have to be honest to myself. Yeah. What a refresh, what a refreshing statement. Yes. What a refreshing statement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but let me make this distinction too, uh, Terry. Sure. It's this. When we're talking about homosexuality, which is which is, I've never seen such a thing become a rage. <laughs> it's like this is the rage. It's like everywhere, right? Yeah. The homosexuality that a person is is whether it be a man or a woman homosexual is not a sin. That is not a sin. Right. 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 Just have a Nor is it a crime. Exactly. <laughs> Nor it is a crime. All right. It's neither. It's. The actions acting on it, yep, right, acting on it. That and let me just say this too some of the some of the most some of the most chaste people that I know, I, I have I, I, I believe they're homosexuals. I met them too at courage, yep, go ahead. They, they, I, I, I was never it, it blew me away mm -hmm. in Manhattan. I was asked to fill in for a, a priest who was, who was on vacation or something. He was out of the country or something. He asked me to take over his courage group. Yes, of course. I, it, was, it was attached to the to the uh, St. John the Evangelist. Of course. Uh, in New York. Yes. Uh, I, I could not believe it. I, I just could not believe the, the, the strength of these, most of them young men. Yes. There were a couple of women there also. But... Uh, Devout, yes. Developing the developing in their faith, strict with themselves, joyful because they 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 knew where they're on the right road. Fantastic. Yeah. And the and 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 prayerful. Yes. I mean, this is incredible. Yeah. So I mean, they're dealing correctly with this, 
And rather than, 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 than continue with that as an approach to the problem, uh, we hear from other people that, uh, no, this should, we should just be accepting every, anything goes. Yeah. And, and it goes back onto this too, Terry. And no. I think you'll agree with this. Sure. That, uh, it's, it's the idea of equality, yeah. which is one of the principles, not only of the French Revolution, but also of Marxism. It, well right? said, well said. We're all the same. We're all the same. So if you're married with eight children and he's not married, and this one is, is, is in a gay marriage, and that one is, is, is uh, with, the, with the, it's all equal. Yeah. It's all the same thing. Well, it's not. Nope. Because, because equality, I've got, some, I've got a surprise for, for a lot of your listeners. Nope. Equality doesn't exist here. Exactly. There are, there are no two human beings who are equal. We, we are equal before God in dignity. Amen. Good distinction. But, but we're, we're all different, for God's sake. This is what's this is, this is what's wonderful about it's being human. It's beautiful. Right? Yes. It's not it's not a defect. It's a it's a marvel. Right. Anyway. Hey, I'm, the, I'm, I'm I'm preaching, and you have, no, I told you. I, I'm saying doing. Amen, Amen. Remember when you say amen. when our Lord says Amen, Amen, Amen? Listen up, Father Charles. You just nicked, knocked the ball out of the park. We'll come back with more on the Terry and Jesse show. Jesse will be back tomorrow. I don't know. I think we're going to be going to a sec- segment on the theology of Cardinal McCarrick's Sonata Way because it fits right in with the Father said that we have to oppose. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jess will be back tomorrow. Father Charles Murr, my guest. And I'm just uh, going to bring up another article, uh, The Theology of Cardinal McElroy's Sadoddle Essay. Very controversial. Why do I bring these things up, Father Murr? Because I want people to understand, in light of the perennial teachings of the Church, many of these errors that some of our officials in our Church are coming up with, they're just old errors. This is not right. new. And so... Uh, he's calling, uh, McElroy's essay calls for a concept, and this is a concept that's it's, it's, it's wrong, of Eucharistic discipline rooted in radically inclusive approach for all the baptized, regardless of their spiritual status or state along the pursuit of holiness. So basically, he's in the school of thought, Father Murr, that says everybody can receive the Holy Eucharist, which is contrary to a biblical view that uh, we don't receive without doing an examination, being in the state objectively of the state of grace. So the Cardinal cites three theological underpinnings for his view. And then I want to get your comment, because you're a theologian, and I think you can punch some holes in this to say, wait a minute, that's not what the Church teaches. First, he explicitly cites Pope Francis and his call for the Church to be a field hospital for sinners. The Pope has also stated that the Eucharist is not a prize for the perfect, but medicine for the sick. Second, McElroy cites the central role played by moral conscience. And while he does not mention him specifically, it has become a commonplace among those who share this view in reference to the teaching of John Henry Newman on the primacy of conscience. And McElroy seems to be in that camp as well. And thirdly, and then I'll get your comments, he once again takes explicitly citing Pope Francis there is, in fact, a human brokenness that grace builds on nature in often long-term 
and progressive ways required ecclesial patience. Now, now, Father McElroy's remarks may be viewed as a call for the church to be open for communion to all, regardless of their sinful status. The cardinal does not state this explicitly. So again, some ambiguity. Your thoughts? Well, it's there. Yeah, he's uh, he's presenting ambiguity. Yeah, he's making it ambiguous. It's not. It's really quite clear. Yeah. It's really quite clear. Uh, first of all, Tell me. the Eucharist. The Eucharist is is. Uh, let's let's start with the conscience. All right. Okay. Let's 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 take number three first. Number three first. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, the, the the human conscience is 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 uh, is the ne plus ultra. It it's it is what what's supposed to be guiding every human act. Uh, let me modify that. Okay. An informed. You nailed it. And an educated human conscience. Exactly. Huh? An informed exactly. conscience, not just a conscience. Uh, uh, my goodness, uh, animals have a conscience. They're 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 conscious of being. They're being alive. A conscience doesn't mean anything unless it's formed. I've also, I've also met, I, I, you know, here's an, an aside for what it's worth. I've come across people, a few people, yes. not, not many, thank God, but I've come across a few people in life who were actually born without a conscience. Wow. I'm, I'm serious. I'm okay. serious. I, I believe uh, Yes, I, I have. I have. It, it's scary. They're scary people. They have no conscience. They can do anything, anything in the world. They can have an abortion and come home and eat a ham sandwich. Wow. Uh, 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 steal, rob, uh, kill, kill. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I, I talked not long ago to, I talked to somebody who got very involved in, in, in cartel yeah. activity. And uh, he told me the number of people that he had killed. It was phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. And he said after the second or third time, oh, yeah. you don't feel it. Hitman is that way. That's right. That's well, how it works. Yeah. Well, anyway, we worked hard to get him to get his conscience back. Yeah, good. <laughs> but the, the, so just to say that use your conscience. Well, this has gotten us in all sorts of trouble, hasn't it? It certainly has. And, and, and especially when we're talking about the atmosphere of relativism. Exactly. Which is floating around because there is no right there is no wrong there is no black there is no white there no so why in the world would you it's sort of like it's sort of like what my 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 argument always with the protestants was if it's all about the bible well just get your bible and go home <laughs> that's funny i mean why start a church exactly if everything's in the bible and you're your own you're your own uh, you're your own pope we'll go right ahead it's not that way it's not set up that way. And an informed conscience is what the church is supposed to be doing. It's supposed yeah. to be informing the conscious conscience. It is not, the church is not supposed to be confusing the conscience. Yeah. And this is exactly what's been happening for a long time, a long time. Yeah, Father, I want to, I want to just interrupt you and say this. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Father John Howell, who I've known for years, um, he back in nineteen eighteen, no two thousand eighteen, told everybody that he had brain t- a surgery, he had a brain tumor, that was supposedly going to take his life, and he said, "Well, I'm going to offer up my uh, sufferings with this brain tumor for the sacrileges that are going on in the church and the immorality of the sexual abuse system that's going on," 
And um, so he did that in 2018. And he said, I just carried that as a cross. And I embraced it willingly. And I love to have the list of victims before I would go into, you know, my uh, chemotherapy. And I, I would pray for these victims and offer that prayers for them. And then what was interesting, he had about 170 names he had of people that were victims, of priests' victims. So he was utilizing Our Lady of Fatima that says souls are going to hell because no one's there to pray and make reparation for them. And then um, he just recently said that uh, he went to Lourdes, France, and um, now he, the doctors have said there's no brain tumor in his brain. He's completely healed. And I want to bring this story up as a success story of the power of prayer. And when a priest really believes in his priesthood and victimhood, something that Bishop Sheen talks a lot about, priest, victim, this man gave all priests, if I'm putting words in your mouth, don't let me do it. But to me, this is a great example for our priests today to see a man willing to lay his life down and offer up for the for, for for his parishioners and for souls for the salvation of souls and the very fact that Our Lady, uh, you know, interceded for him. I just think it's a great story. How do you, as a priest, you know, see this as um, for you as a don't you see it as a model priest for an example of what you can be doing? I do, Terry. I do. I, I see card. I see Cardinal Pell also as a there you go. model priest. Yes. I I, I see a lot of that. And I see, and I'm going to tell you something too. Uh, becoming a victim, yes, in any circumstance. In other words, uh, I'm, I'm not talking about. Uh, 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 I'm not talking about people who go overboard and poor me, poor me. Look no, at I me. Get it, yeah. That's not. That's not the way to be a victim. Nope. What did our Lord say when when you fast and when you're in suffering? Uh, comb your hair if you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put 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 uh, put some uh, some lotion on your face. Get out, smile. Yeah. Don't let people know. Exactly. Right? So, but this this being being a victim is what led me to believe even more deeply. Yes. In the in the divinity of Christ. Wow, I can see that. I can you're see saying, that. You're saying, how is that? How is that? Yeah. I'll tell you how it tell is. Tell me. You try to be a victim. <laughs> and not defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't speak up for yourself. Right? Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Just like Christ didn't do that. I'm telling you, you can't. Right. <laughs> you can't. Right. You can't. No, I get it. And that he and that he did is it's a is a is a special grace, a special grace and Absolutely. it's a proof to me of of his divinity because I think you've got to be divine to do that. And being taking on taking on the the Taking on on, on uh, the, the the sins of others, yes, which is which is what this victim victimization is, right. spiritual victimization, is is being Christ-like because that's exactly what Christ did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's to me, Father. This is where I see the priesthood, uh, and I think some of the formation is lacking. I remember Bishop Sheen going to some seminarians and said, "Are you guys ready to be victims?" For Christ, are you willing to carry the cross that Jesus carried? And uh, these guys were saying, "Oh no, Father, our Bishop Sheen, we're just, you know, we're gonna have a good time. We're just have, we're." No, I said, "You know what, guys? That's not how it works." And he was trying to explain to them that they're missing the important part of the priesthood as priest and victim. And I think that a lot of our priests today, and your class, and after, I mean, the formation you've got, 
many of these guys have left because of that poor formation. Am I onto something? I, I, you're onto a lot. You're onto a lot. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Uh, my formation. My formation was built around. Was built around a, a few people who really took time to to form me and Good. to uh, to recreate me. And it went, And I'm thankful for it every day. But yes, uh, yes. And 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 uh, a, a lot of the a lot of the look. Mario Marini said this to me once too. Okay. He said, "If the priest, if the priesthood is just about a function, yeah. you might as well have a Coca-Cola machine." Wow! Put it wow. On machine, you put in order, and then it does. He said, "We're not about function. Well, our 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 priesthood our priesthood is not about giving out communion, about this, about that. It's not a. a of course, we function as a priest. Yeah. Don't be." You know, it'd be ridiculous to say not, sure. but that's not it. What it is is to be an uh, to be another Christ. Exactly. Right, well, what is what was what was Christ about? Yeah. He was about taking on the sins of the world. The sins of the world. This is this is two um, years ago. I, I think I was in second. I know I I know I was in second grade because I remember the nun who taught it, yeah. Sister Wilberta. I, I raised my hand to something and I said, I said, uh, if imagine this in, in second grade. I love it. I, I was kind of a, a frustrated theologian even then. Yeah, I, I said, Christ is God. And and if Christ is God, why was he afraid to die? Oh, that's great. Second year, second grader. I mean, why was he afraid to die? I don't understand. If he's God, he's that's great. He, Gives life and everything else. Why would he be afraid to die? Amazing. We're talking about. We were talking about the agony in the garden. I remember you telling that. That's a remove, powerful story. Remove this chalice. Remove yep. this chalice. If it right. Yeah. If it if it be okay, take this away. Yep. And she said she gave me the explanation, and I I called her on this year. Uh, I called her on this about fifty years later. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I said, you remember you said this? She said, well, that's what we were taught. And I said, well, I said it. She said. He was because of he, he was human. There was something in his humanity that feared death. Hey. Still, and I, and, I, and I said that wasn't it. It was that chalice that he had to drink. Amen, Father Charles. We have Father Bishop Sheen's priest retreat for everybody to give to their local parish priest today. Go to vmpr.org. You can download a ten-hour priest retreat by Bishop Sheen. Ian, thanks again, Father Charles, for joining us here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Up next, Thank you, Jerry. Radio.